Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello there and welcome to the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast, or all-Ireland Senior Football Championship Final Special and uh, a busy programme this week. The wait is almost over. John Fogarty's thoughts on the mouth-watering All-Ireland Football Decider and talking a great game. Mike Finnerty on commentating on two All-Ireland Deciders on the one day. <whistles> After another football season of thrills and spills, it all comes down to Sunday afternoon as Mayo and Dublin go head-to-head in Croke Park in the All-Ireland Final. John Fogarty will be there for the Irish Examiner and we're delighted to uh, welcome him to the podcast this evening. Um, John, the hottest ticket in the championship, people have been describing it this week. Uh, I presume, given the form lines, you go along with that? Oh, no doubt about it. I, I, I think we have... I think I think everyone is in agreement that we have the two best teams um, here, Cullum. And you know what I mean. People say, "Oh, sure, listen, the All Ireland Final shouldn't we, shouldn't it always have the, the 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 best two teams?" Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes because the provincial draws, you know, we have two of the best teams in semi-finals. Um, some some of the best games could be in quarterfinals as well. But anyway, I think we had the two best teams, and I think we're 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 set up for a cracker. To be honest with you, you know, I made the point in. I call him a couple of weeks ago that I think this final could be just as good as the, if not better than the, the Dublin Kerry game, and uh, I, I'm sticking with that. Uh, nothing uh, what's happened between then and now has convinced me otherwise. I think we're going to get a great game. As much as you know, there are doubts mm-hmm. over Kieran O'Connor's shoulder, and you know the usual rumours coming from Dublin as well that there are a couple of injuries there. No, I, I think we're going to get a great game. Mm, part and parcel though of any build up to an All-Ireland the rumour and the speculation regarding injuries and doubts and concerns and tweaks and what have you but in terms of the Killian O'Connor shoulder debate where do you stand? I think uh, well, my sources tell me anyway Colin, that he's been training for what the, the best part of three weeks now um, he, 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 was, he was back there very uh, shortly after the uh, uh, after that game um, against Tyrone, and uh, you know what I mean, he was okay. It was non-contact stuff, but uh, he was he was kicking ball. And uh, the, the following week, uh, I, I understand that he uh, resumed uh, full contact training. So, um, you know, it's it, it's something that uh, I, I I know is a con- huge concern for a lot of Mayo people, and certainly Tommy Lyons when he says mentions people like Henry Shefflin and starts comparing. Killian O'Connor to, to Henry Shefflin saying that he could potentially break down in the first half as well. 
those things, you know, uh, won't do anything for, for Mayo people, but I, I, I think he's going to be okay. I'm sure, listen, you know what I mean, I think it's been mentioned already this week that James Horn isn't the fool and he'll ensure that uh, he would have instructed the, the odd defender to give a good old shoulder to O'Connor just to ensure that mm. it was all right. If you remember the incident in the game against Tyrone, it was quite innocuous. I think he just hyperextended his uh, his shoulder and uh, just uh, aggravated it as a point. He certainly didn't dislocate it again. So uh, it, it probably, not that it's it, it, exaggerated or anything like that. He certainly injured himself. Sure, he couldn't play on, but I don't, I don't think it's overly serious and uh, you know th- th- this is a guy who uh, you know is in the running for a third consecutive young player of the year has had two hat-tricks back-to-back you know this is a guy who I uh, I-, I think Mayo uh, want to start and-, and quite frankly need to start as well Okay but wh- where does that decision rest with the manager the-, the the need to start versus the fear if he's 95% and if he goes after 10 minutes you're already on the back foot in terms of one sub being used up and the psychological blow. Yeah, there's a bit of that. There, there's certainly a bit of that. And, and last year, you know, I'm sure it won't, it'll have crossed, uh, you know, James Water, James Horn's mind last year that, you know, people were talking that, uh, and I certainly felt that uh, Mayo's hopes against Dublin in the semi final. Uh, were not dashed, but certainly had uh, lessened uh, to a significant uh, amount when uh, Andy Moran did his cruciate in the in the game against Donegal. Um, you know, so certainly there's, there's no doubt about it that uh, Mayo can absorb uh, these type of things they've shown us. But I certainly would like to have Killian O'Connor on my mm. start and the way he's playing at the moment and just the the, the role that he that he performs. Um, it, it's going to come down to the manager. Like it's just you know there are similarities with the James Skettle thing last year. You know Skettle, you know injured the shoulder what two or three days out from. Um, Dislocated two or three days out in a training game, going down for a ball in in what was supposed to be a light training session, and uh, you know he didn't uh, he didn't last that game, and uh, you know th- th- there will be concerns that Killian O'Connor is a similar case in in that regard, but he has had longer to prepare for this one, and uh, I think James Horn, okay, they're they're they're, uh, they're from the same club, you know what I mean? He would have seen O'Connor growing up and all that, but uh, I I don't think James Horn is a guy for sentimentality. For if he doesn't think that um, O'Connor is right, then he doesn't think he is. But I I, I I I believe that he will start, and I think we'll see him in the name team anyway. You mentioned Tommy Lyons there. He was at uh, Kilmacud Sevens launch in Croke Park on uh, on Monday, I think, and, and you were at it as well. He he made a very interesting point as well. I thought John, in terms of comparing the two sides, he said Mayo one to ten would have the beating of any county in Ireland, but his concern was ten to twenty. I, and the the ironic thing about that column is that uh, Mayo have scored more than uh, Dublin going into this game. They, 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 you know, for all the talk that uh, they've had a better spread of scorers as well, as much as you know there are concerns that uh, you know there are concerns in some quarters anyway that, um, that there's too much resting on the Mayo backs in terms of uh, chipping in with scores. But that it was never a bother for for Tyrone in their pomp, and it was never a bother for for any team. You know what I mean when they've relied on half backs to. To, to, to kick scores, you know. Um, to, 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 listen, there is a concern because, you know what I mean, people talk about marquee fours and that, and certainly it, it irritated James Horn after the, you know, after the the, the Galway game and the, the I think the, what, the 
he scored four goals that day and uh, put up a hell of a, a hell of a total against Galway that day. And uh, you know what I mean. He was having the dig. Uh, you know what I mean. Having being sarcastic, saying, "Oh, we don't have any marquee forwards or whatever like that." Uh, I think uh, I think more Tommy Lyons' concern is that. Uh, he did mention Andy Moran's form, which hasn't been great of late. Certainly, uh, he probably should have been taken off earlier than he w- had been taken off in the in the pre- previous game against Tyrone. Um, and, and Alan Dillon, as much as Dillon has been chipping in with scores here and there, but those are the two guys, the two leaders up front, and it's been left to the likes of O'Connor prior to his injury and Alan Freeman to lead the, to lead the line. And, and in fairness, you know what I mean. That that shouldn't be any concern. Uh, from a male perspective, but again, you do want the you do want the guys who have been there and done that to to to, to really champion chip mm. uh, in and you know what I mean. It's uh, you know the, the whole issue with Alan Dillon. You know he he hasn't had a great All Ireland final. This is fourth now, and I would imagine there's no man more determined to to have a big say on Sunday than himself on that Mayo team. I suppose the the other way you could look at the point that Tommy was making, though John was. Look at the scoring return that Jim Gavin is getting from the fellas that he's calling off the bench late in games. That's it, and uh, you know the, the concern is uh, you're bringing on well, like for like in terms of quality. Certainly not in this, the same type of player, but certainly like for like in terms of quality, are coming off the bench in uh, Kevin McManaman and, and Dean Rock. You know, guys who uh, have put up serious arguments to be uh, started in the, the lineup, but I don't expect they will because. Quite frankly, uh, McManaman runs at defences uh, at times when they're tired, and as much as Mayo haven't shown, uh, haven't wilted in any game this year, you know, he, you know, the, the last thing they'll want to see now is McManaman's number flashing up with ten minutes to go. And just like Dean Rock, Dean Rock has scored ten points, two in each of the of the, the, the five games for for uh, Dublin across the summer, and uh, he's a guy who probably deserved to get in there at full forward now, uh, perhaps against uh, ahead of Paddy Andrews. As much as Paddy Andrews actually had a good game the last day, so you know you compare that to Mayo, and you think you know are there guys coming off the bench who can do a similar job, and there would be a, a concern there that they don't know. At the same time, I don't think anybody can compare to the Dublin bench at this moment in time. But then again, you know, and the Farley and these lads, um, they can be quite erratic at times. I think Mayo certainly have the likes of uh, Richie Feeney, good, good guys to come on in there, and Barry Moore, those are really good guys to come on, but they're all central. They, they, you know, it, it's the finishers, and perhaps there mm. is a bit too much being uh, expected of the likes of Freeman and Moore and up there to uh, to come up trumps because there, there, there isn't much, uh, well, I won't say there isn't much behind them, but I'll put it to you this way, there isn't much that's reliable behind them. Certainly Andy Farley is a fine footballer, but, you know, he can blow very hot and cold at times. Speaking of blowing hot and cold, Bernard Brogan's season hasn't reached the the peaks of his Footballer of the Year campaign. Showed some touches though against uh, Kerry in the semi final. Is there is there a feeling that he is close to hitting top form again? I, a couple of factors in that one, Colin. Like it's very similar to uh, the year after he won the Footballer of the Year in 2011, when he hadn't been been having a great. Uh, Championship up, up until the semi-final, and then he was fantastic. I thought he was the winning of the game for Dublin in that game against Donegal, and that set him on his way to an All-Star. He had a good final as well, and 
you know what I mean? It, it was a huge boost for him. There's no doubt about that. He he, he probably needed it. I, I felt he was trying to talk himself up coming into the semi-final. Um, a couple of the interviews, I was there for one of them. He was talking about him not having to score these points anymore, you know, to have a good game or whatever. And that might be true, but I thought, you know what I mean, he, there was a, a case of uh, protesting too much on his part. But uh, he was excellent now in the in the semi-final. And, you know, he's had good days out against Jared Cafferty in the past he had an excellent uh, in the first uh, um, league game this year he had a wonderful game against Jared Cafferty now the, 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 the ball supply into him that night was fantastic but he was just exceptional he was, it was probably the best individual display of the year to be honest with you and um, he will he will fancy themselves against Kafka as much as Kafka you know it will be a different animal this time around um, and it probably again it's, it's occasions like this I thought there was a bit of um, as much there were talk, there was talks with the likes of Mannion and McCaffrey the young under 21 guys um, having injuries the last day but uh, they looked a little, maybe not starstruck but maybe a little bit uh uh, nervous uh, against uh, you know more probably more the the, the the fact that they were playing Kerry in the occasion now Mayo and Kerry and there isn't as the connotations in a in a Mayo jersey for Dublin as there is in a in a Kerry jersey but at the same time um, it, it probably will need the likes of Bernard Brogan and Dermot Connolly up front to, to to lead the line because up until the semi final it was certainly the likes of McCaffrey and Mannion who were leading the way. Okay, focus there on the attack. What about in defence? A lot of talk about Ger Brennan's display in the game against Kerry but I suppose equally the argument is how many fellas would have kept Colm Cooper quiet in that job yeah that's true but we all had concerns about Jared Brennan coming in, into that game Colm and whether he would be able to uh, to, to, to track uh, Cooper and to, to actually do a job on him now as you said yourself some of the some of the passing and that game by Cooper in the first half was just out of this world and uh, you know what I mean they're you would find it difficult to find anyone. Maybe Alan Brogan, to, to a lesser extent, would be able to to, uh, to uh, pickpocket um, uh, defences like that. But at the same time, Jared Brennan, this is the second time that he's been taken off early um, in a game. He was taken off in the, the game against Mead, if I remember. And, uh, you know, that, that, was, uh, that wasn't a great day for him. He just doesn't look good on the back foot. It uh, looks a bit sluggish as much as he holds things together very well. You know, likes to. You know, he is a leader there, uh, just like Rory O'Carroll. Like they are two of the most experienced guys in that defence, because it is a very young defence uh, that, that that Dublin have. And um, uh, I, I I expect Brennan to be included now. I I, I don't know about Kevin O'Brien. I think Philly McMahon might come in there because he had that little bit of experience. And O'Brien um, wasn't too great the last day, but uh, with, with Brennan, I I just think he's going to be kept there because he, you know what I mean. Not that. Uh, as I said to you, he he does have his flaws, but at the same time, mm. he is uh, he's solid usually, and uh, you know there, there isn't that much. Uh, you know, okay, Alan Dillon is a playmaker and what have you, but Brennan can. Uh, it's usually down to the defence that to, to pick out who they are, are going to uh, who they are going to mark, and certainly you know maybe the likes of Alan Dillon would suit Brennan. You know, I don't know what's going through Jim Gavin's mind and. You know what I mean? To second guess it at this stage now would be difficult, but um, I, I, I do expect Brennan will be there um, come Sunday. In, in terms, John, of uh, the strategies and tactics of, of the two teams, so much compliments for their free flowing attacking football throughout the championship, uh, almost devil may care, if you will. 
Is there a fear that they're going to change because it's an All-Ireland final? Well, the, the, the way I've been trying selling the game, trying to describe the game over the last while, Colm, is that one team has to wilt here. Neither team has shown... Uh, neither team has wilted over the last while, you know, um, right right down to the 70 minutes. They were there until the last, uh, you know, we saw the Dublin last day, you know what I mean? The fact that they got the goal with Kevin McMenamin, they kept on going as much as Ke- uh, Kerry. Heads went down. Mayo have shown a ruthlessness in the last five or ten minutes that wasn't there in the past. Um, they clearly did, you know, when they have their foot on the opponent's neck, they do not let the boot up. Um, and that's something that uh, was quite evident from the first ga- day out against Galway in Pearce Stadium that day. Um, I, I, I think if anyone decides to try and change themselves here, there could be, you know what I mean, there could be difficulties because it's, it, it's a nod, just like the way I felt that including Brian Murphy to mark Tony Kelly in the hurling final there last Sunday week was a kind of like um, an acknowledgement that, uh, to the opponents that they had a not a, a superior player, but certainly they had a player that had to be, uh, you know what I mean, that, that had to be marked and had to, uh, a, a new guy had to be brought in to look at him. So, you know what I mean, from that aspect, I, I, I don't think either team would like to show. I think there's a bit of pride there, Colm. I don't think, you know, we might see one or two personnel changes. But in terms of tactics, OK, I, possibly Dublin will kick past more than uh, they did the last day because, you know, the, the, the way I see it is Mayo are the best um, turnover team in the country at the moment. Um, Donny Bucky has worked so hard with them in terms of dispossessing guys. And certainly, uh, you know, Stephen Cluxon has an issue here because if he kicks short, it means that uh, the, the ball is going to have to be worked uh, more and more from uh, the, you know, I mean, the half back line from even the full back line. And that's going to. I would imagine that's going to tear out. Uh, sorry, uh, um, uh, it's, it's it's going to tire out a lot of these Dublin defenders. Whereas, you know, if if they do kick past a lot more, then is that you know what I mean? An acknowledgement to Mayo and an acknowledgement that they are good at something. I don't know. Um, I, I I as I said, to you, I think there's a lot of pride on the line here, Colum mm. on Sunday, and I don't think either team will want to show any sort of. Uh, any sort of acknowledgement to the other team that uh, they have a strength or what have you, you know what I mean? They're two fantastic footballing sides. As I say, I, I expect a classic and um, I, I don't think either would want to show any sort of weakness in, in how they uh, set themselves up. Commentator and Mayo man Mike Finnerty will have one of the best vantage points in Croke Park on Sunday, but don't think for a second that he will be able to sit back, relax and enjoy the afternoon. He'll probably be the busiest man in GA headquarters on Sunday. And uh, he joins us now on the uh, podcast. Uh, Mike, uh, a hectic week for you. You might just explain to our listeners your job on Sunday and all the different hats you'll be wearing, first of all. Uh, good evening, Colm. Yeah, no problem at all. This this could take a while. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be quite busy on on Sunday. Um, roughly, I'll be in Crow Park for about seven or eight hours, uh, all told. Um, I will be heading there in in one capacity as sports editor of the Mayo News. Uh, that job, I suppose, will will kick in properly after the senior final, um, maybe six or half past six. Once I, I get a chance to gather my thoughts. Uh, hopefully reporting on a Mayo win, but my day will start at about half past ten on Mon- on uh, Sunday morning when I report for duty with uh, TV3. I'll be doing the commentary on the All-Ireland Minor football final between Mayo and Tyrone at uh, quarter past one. Uh, I'll be at Crow Park at half ten ahead of a, a production meeting at the uh, stadium. 
and then once the minor match finishes up round about 20 to 3 I'll have uh, roughly 40 minutes to uh, have a bite to eat have a drink of water change my notes um, gather my thoughts again before I slot in to uh, a different commentary position to commentate on the Ireland senior final between uh, Mayo and Dublin for Midwest Radio the local radio station in Mayo that I've been working with for the last 20 years or so and once that game finishes up at about 5 to 5 I'll have about a half an hour uh, on air just uh, wrapping up the, the events of the day be they good, bad or indifferent from a Mayo perspective and as I say, after that, I'll have maybe uh, half an hour to 45 minutes again just to, uh, to try and come down off the, the high or the low of uh, the senior and minor finals uh, before I open the laptop and start into, uh, into work for the Mayo News, which goes to print on Monday night around about 10 o'clock. So we'll have about 24 hours, including sleep, to, uh, <laughs> to turn that around. So all in all, quite a, quite a busy few days coming up. Okay, May of course, uh, in the minor final as well. Is, uh, is that making life a bit easier for you in terms of research? Yeah, if I'm being honest, it, it, it most certainly is. I would have seen the Mayo Minor team playing uh, on three or four occasions during the summer in the flesh. I would have commentated on them twice already for local radio, and I would have built up a fair library of, of information uh, on the, the team and on the individual players uh, over the course of the last few years as well, through club matches and all of that. So certainly in terms of, of background information, that would help. Uh, I will watch... Um, two of their matches between now and Sunday, two of their earlier championship matches, just to familiarise myself again with their, their playing style and uh, the various different uh, positional uh, switches that they may, they may uh, roll out on the day. And uh, again, it's just really freshening up, um, I suppose, what's already there. The, in terms of Tyrone, I would have seen um, snatches of their quarter-final and semi-final uh, at Crow Park. I was in Crow Park on both days but um, between now and Sunday, a quarter past one, uh, I have, a, I have a, a little bit of work to do, should we say, to get, uh, to get up to speed with Tyrone. Is it very different and very difficult, the difference between um, radio commentary and a TV commentary at the weekend? Yeah, very, they're two very different disciplines, and, and it's, it's certainly uh, not an exact science. It's, it's one of those jobs I find that it's just the more you do uh, of, of each, uh, the more comfortable you get and the more you, you settle into a stride and, and, and settle into a pattern. But I, I find with the TV commentary, you just need to be that little bit more conscious um, in, in the few hours leading up to the match. You just have to, I suppose, subconsciously remind yourself that you need to talk that little bit less. You need to let the pictures breathe that little bit more. And you just need to, to approach it with a slightly different mindset. But to be honest, uh, once, once the game starts and once the, the, the red light comes on, you, you do tend to get into a flow. You do tend to, to settle into to a pattern. And then um, when you switch over onto the radio commentary, the same process begins um, just telling yourself to, to go for it, hell for leather, you know, for, um, for the 70-odd minutes. But two very, very different disciplines, um, each testing in their own way, depending on what the, the game is like. But to be honest, it's a bit like... Um, a person sitting down at home listening to the radio or watching the television, the better the game is, uh, the easier it is for, for, all, for all concerned. Now, in terms of your perspective, Mike, uh, obviously with TV3, you're going to be broadcasting to a national audience and you're going to have to have impartiality. Whereas for the senior game, first and foremost, you'll be calling the match for a Mayo audience at home in Mayo and 
now with the joys of the internet around the world. Yeah, again, it, it, it's a, two very different uh, sets of circumstances, but I suppose there's nothing like experience and, and there's nothing like having done this before. And I, I find I'm at that stage, I suppose, in my career, while I'm still relatively young, uh, I have so much, uh, so many games under my belt, so many All-Ireland final Sundays um, that, that I, I, I tend to be able to, to, to get into that frame of mind fairly fairly easily um, I find an awful lot of it comes down to in those few hours before the match just being able to, to find a, a quiet corner where you can where you can um, study your notes where you can start to have a think about it and just kind of remind yourself of, of the key issues uh, which are the, the likes of the TV3 commentary that you know you, you, you just need to be concentrating on, on, on different areas uh, you just need to be talking that little bit less you just need to maybe focus on slightly uh, different elements of, of your commentary skills, whereas with the radio, as you say, you're, you're talking, to, um, you're talking to, to, to Mayo natives by and large and, and, and a different constituency and a different audience. But to be honest, I, I've never really found the, the, the objectivity or, or, or trying not to be biased. It, it doesn't really come into it. To be honest, you, you've got a job to do. You've got uh, d- just different parameters within which to do that job. And um, it's a little bit like flicking a switch, I suppose, in, in a lot of ways. Once, once you get into a flow and once you get into a rhythm, um, t- things t- tend to take care of themselves. OK, in terms of this, the senior final, of course, and that, uh, that long, long wait for Sam Maguire out in Mayo, do you have something in the back of your head if, with 30 seconds remaining, Mayo are leading by five points and on the brink of ending the famine? Famous lines and famous commentaries through the ages are recounted time and time again. So, as I said, have you something up your sleeve? Well, to be honest, nothing, nothing prepared at, at this stage. I suppose, yeah, you'd like to think if if you were in that situation, you wouldn't suffer a brain freeze or you wouldn't uh, you go go uh, go blank at the at the crucial moment. But I suppose, again, subconsciously over the last few weeks since Mayo got to, into the final again, you you would be you would be making mental notes. Um, be it on the back of conversations you would have had with people, things you might have read, things you might have heard, things you might have seen as you're driving along the road. And as, certainly as it gets nearer to Sunday, um, I'll probably look at, at, at making some, some bullet points, making some notes. And, you know, you'd love to think that every day you go out, uh, something will automatically pop into your head at that crucial, that crucial moment. But I, I've always found it's a combination of maybe uh, having something um, in, your, in your mind that perhaps can, can, spark a, can spark a conversation, can spark a, a flow for 30 seconds, but uh, it certainly isn't something I'd like to be going in flying mm. on, by the seat of my pants on either because, uh, as you say, if, if Mayo do win on Sunday, you'd like to think this commentary will be, will be around for some time to come. OK, what has the week been like in Mayo in comparison to the build-ups to other All-Ireland finals? Um, the week down here, funnily enough, it's been surprisingly low-key in comparison to, to previous years. Um, nothing certainly like the hype of 96, 97, 04 and 06. And I suppose that's maybe, in many ways, as a result of what's happened in those finals in the past. There have been so many disappointments uh, going back all the way to 89 that it's probably a case of once bitten, twice shy. And also, since James Horan took charge three years ago, he has, he has slowly but surely 
started to, to infiltrate, I suppose, the, the Mayo psyche and started to maybe shift the goalposts in terms of people's expectations and in terms of how people approach matches like this. And after reaching the final as well last year, there is a sense of, of that this is a natural progression. You know, Mayo the last three years have made a semi-final, a final and a final again. So there isn't the same novelty about it. Uh, the disappointment of, of last year uh, certainly sobered, I suppose, uh, a lot of minds as well. And the way I describe the, 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 the mood down here at the moment would be it's somewhere between a quiet confidence and a real sense of expectation that Mayo are going to deliver a performance on Sunday. And to be completely honest with you, if, if Mayo deliver a performance and, and, and are competitive and give up their best I think the feeling here is that, that then they will go very close to winning this thing, if, if not win it ultimately. But that has been probably the, the major disappointment in previous finals, that you know, there's a sense they haven't done themselves justice, they haven't performed to their maximum ability. But there's a sense this year that that won't be the case. But, of course, we, we'll find out come half three on Sunday. And that's it from the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. My thanks to our guests this week, to John Fogarty and Mike Finnerty. We're back again, same time, same place. Next week, we'll be looking ahead to the hurling replay and the ladies' football finals. Don't forget to check in with us in the Irish Examiner each weekday on Saturday, 16 pages devoted to the All-Ireland Senior Football Final. And then on Monday, 40-page sports supplement with all the reaction, analysis and news from Crow Park, plus a very big day in the Premier League with Manchester City and Manchester United clashing in England. All of that to look forward to in the Irish Examiner each weekday and again the podcast back again same time same place next week hopefully we can speak then. Hold up what was that? Boring no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.